Today is a special day because I get to talk with the one, the only, Mark Metry, who has become a pretty good friend over the past couple of years. Mark is what I call an executor, and what I mean by that is when this guy puts his mind to something, he literally gets it done no matter what it is. Whether that's been building big businesses, becoming a successful creator, or in this episode where we'll be talking about specifically how he overcame his mental health and specifically social anxiety. I wanted to bring Mark on because he's someone who's young, who has battled with mental health and has found different ways to cope with it. And the best part about it is he just left the college ecosystem about a couple years ago. And throughout this episode, you'll start to see why Mark is a very interesting story, not just because of the businesses that he's built, not just because of the way that he tackles problems, but just as an overall human being. Now, a lot of people talk about the difference between transitioning from middle school to high school, but when it comes from high school to college, there is a huge shift and you really get to learn a lot about yourself. And for Mark, this is when he realized this. For me and my, when I think back on my life, I always was like that shy, socially anxious kid throughout my entire life. And when I went to college, that was the first time where I actually realized that I had social anxiety. Uh, previously up to that moment, whenever I tried to speak up, whenever I tried to like be myself in a social scenario, my brain, my nervous system would just always hold me back. And I just thought it was because I was stupid or there was something wrong with me. And so when I go off to college, it's, it's like literally the first time where I actually realized that I have social anxiety um, and that maybe I need to like look at my mind and my brain a little bit more deeper. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, even myself. In high school, I wouldn't necessarily call myself popular. Like I knew the popular kids. I got asked to hang out with them, but I wasn't that name brand kid that everyone wanted to be with. And I never realized until I got to college that I got a little anxious when it came to networking events. And I think for me, there's something about being in a, I guess, quote unquote, professional environment that really scared me to the point where I would just end up going to the events that would have 50, 100 people and I just would talk to like one or two. And then I would get anxious for this next point that Mark talks about. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to be like this forever. I'm, I'm screwed. And, you know, I was in school at that time for computer science and I was just like, dude, if like, if I don't solve this 10 years from now, when I'm 30, I'm just going to be like some dude who works at some company in a cubicle and doesn't have the right friends, doesn't have the right partner because I can't even be myself. I'm probably going to have, you know, issues with alcohol uh, and drugs. And I was um, sort of like falling down the spiral. And so what happened was I got seriously depressed for probably like the first time in my life. And my lifelong social anxiety transformed into social isolation. I just like stopped talking to my family. I stopped talking to my friends. Um, and next thing I knew, like I was drinking too much. I was smoking too much. I was eating too much. I gained like 75 pounds. I'm now like overweight. I'm obese. Uh, I have a lot of problems sleeping at night. Next thing I know, I can't go to sleep. And dude, literally next thing I know, man, like the best way to describe what happened was it straight up felt like my brain broke. And I entered in this area where just life had no meaning. Everything was so dark and confusing that 
for a period of about a month, I was just like contemplating my death and I was trying to kill myself. Now, I've never experienced social anxiety or depression to the point of what Mark was just talking about just now. But I wanted to share Mark's story all the way from the beginning because it has to get worse before it really gets better. And before we jump into any of the tactical tips that Mark will share later on in this episode, you've got to listen to this too. Even, and then also keep in mind at that time that I was talking about, I was also making six figures. So I was making straight up six figures online doing something that I loved. And yet that still didn't matter to me. And I say all of this not to show that Mark is some crazy, rich, young kid. I say this to put it into perspective that money doesn't necessarily solve all types of problems. Does money solve problems? Of course it does. But does it solve everything? And the answer to that is no. Saying that though, I personally would still rather have money and be depressed than just be broke as well as depressed. But back to Mark's story because I think this next step is very important for all of you. I think when it comes to like people listening to this, I think there's probably two kinds of people. Uh, there's one kind of person who, like, as a kid, you were always shy, and you're still shy. And it's not just like you're shy, you're afraid. No, you have social anxiety, which means like when you step into a social situation, or even the night before or the morning of, your brain is like replaying what you're going to say or what people said to you yesterday and how you embarrassed yourself. And then when you step in that physical location, all of a sudden your heartbeat starts to beat faster. You, you, you hear your heartbeat in your ears. Maybe your throat starts to clench. You start sweating. Maybe you stutter. So there's that kind of person, which is social anxiety. That's what I had my entire life. And then there is someone who Maybe you're just like on the more quiet, introverted side where you don't really have social anxiety, uh, but maybe you like to prefer to be alone. So which one do you identify as? Because depending on which one you choose, the steps to getting more and more active when it comes to communicating are a little bit different. When I was in college and I saw myself failing and I saw myself unable to talk to people, I like went on Google and I typed in, hey, how do I network better? How do I be more confident? And every single one of those articles were complete garbage because they were not made for someone like me who has social anxiety, where it's not about you pretending to be confident in front of other people. This is actually about uh, managing your physiological state of your brain and how the very structure of your brain when it comes to your neuroscience, when it comes to your hormones, when it comes to your metabolism, how that all functions. And so that's a very complicated uh story. But what I would say is that if, when it comes to social anxiety, like three of the top things that I would say that have been proven by the science, number one is uh, work on your gut microbiome. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, when they hear gut, they think of like physical health, if you have stomach problems, a lot of people who have social anxiety also happen to have stomach problems. And what's really interesting is that uh, this system in your body called the gut microbiome Every food that you eat, it eats the same food and it digests it. And it basically creates good bacteria or bad bacteria. And what people don't know, and I didn't know this, but it turns out that these bacteria, this, this stuff in your gut microbiome, your brain gets the majority of that information to then create your neurotransmitters. And they've shown that 90% of serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter in your brain, that is actually responsible for your mood and how you uh, interact in social situations. 90% of that is in your gut microbiome, not in your brain. 
And so that's one of them. That's a huge one. And that comes to like down to like eating healthy and managing your stress. I'll be honest. It's been weird to notice this, but over the past couple of years or so, the more and more I start to Google things, the worse information tends to pop up. Like, I don't know what's going on in the whole SEO world of Google, but whoever is managing the SEO of these pages, they're doing a really good job. But for me and for people like yourself, it can kind of suck because we're not necessarily getting the information that we are probably looking for. Speaking about finding the right information, that's why you need to check out The Forage. You know, one of the hardest things that I remember doing in college was getting that first real experience. Now, I'm not talking about those cashier jobs or working at a theme park or anything like that. And while they are real jobs and they do add to your resume, I'm talking more about professional internships and things like that. On Google, the only thing that I could find to help me find these internships was you need to network your way in. And that's why I went to these networking events, which added to my social anxiety. But with The Forge, you can take free virtual experiences at companies like JP Morgan, KPMG, and so much more. That means that you can put all of these Fortune 500 companies on your resume, which will help you get that real-life internship or even entry-level job. Links to The Forge will be in our show notes. But when it comes to social anxiety, what else can we do? Number two, I would say mindfulness meditation has been shown in all kinds of studies um, to really help social anxiety. All right, so I should probably get my gut checked. I should start maybe doing some meditation here and there. What's that third thing to try? And then number three would be to do this thing called exposure therapy. I do not recommend doing exposure therapy as the first thing that you do. But basically what exposure therapy is, is you can work with a professional. It doesn't even have to be a professional. It could be with someone like me. And basically what you do is they help you break down your social anxiety into uh, all these different layers and basically breaks down your social anxiety into like these bite-sized pieces. And if you work with someone, they can actually train you to expose yourself to these social fears, to these social situations, to any kind of anxiety. And step-by-step, if you're doing that, combined with working on your brain through your gut microbiome, meditation, some other things, that is like the best way to address like the root cause of what happens. Mark just shared three amazing techniques that helped him lower his social anxiety, but what worked for him doesn't necessarily work for you. That's not me saying don't try what Mark just said. That's me saying that try it. If it doesn't work for you, don't worry. There are probably more things that you can try out there. But then the question is, where do you find them? Um, and so when it comes to the stuff that I'm saying, like, you know, I think you should look at doctors. If you want to learn more about your brain, look at neuroscientists. Um, there's a great doctor. His name is uh, Dr. Daniel Amen. He really looks at the brain. He's also like Justin Bieber's doctor and like all these other famous people I had on my podcast. So like it really depends. But um, But I think like looking at doctors and then also – like podcasts too. Not again, not every podcast, but I think like longer form content, especially content where you can hear people's voice. I think that's better when it comes to like understanding a more interpersonal thing like mental health. Cause it can, even if you're reading it, it can be very hard to understand. So I think you need to have some sort of a long form uh, conversation with someone who knows what they're talking about, but also can break it down into like simple language, analogies, stories. All right, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit because one of the most important things that I think you can learn as a student is how to learn and research on your own. 
in college and high school, you typically get a topic and then you get a rubric and you kind of know what and where to go with your research. But in the real world, where do you start? Especially on topics that you're trying to research yourself, like social anxiety, it can be really hard to find that first place to go. That's why I created this episode, because I want this to be that if you've resonated with anything that either myself or Mark has said, that this starts your Google search. And rather from starting from zero, you can start to Google things like social anxiety, social anxiety neurologists, and maybe even Dr. Amen. Every time that you're watching a new video, listening to a podcast, reading a new blog, or whatever it may be, try to find a few words that are interesting to you that you can then add to your Google search. That's how you dive deeper into the rabbit hole, and that's when you really find that good information. And the biggest thing that I would say is that I definitely think money is important for sure. Like as someone who's come from poverty, uh, finance and mental health is very important. However, what I would say is that your mental health doesn't care what kind of a job you have. Your mental health doesn't care how much money you have. Your mental health doesn't care how much your family loves you. Your mental health doesn't care, um, you know, how cool you are. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned because this skill set, the last thing I'll say is that the skill set to take care of your mental health, as in to have energy, to be focused, to not be depressed, to be fulfilled, this is a fundamentally different skill set than the skill set to be successful. They're two different skill sets. There may be some overlap, but they are two fundamentally different skill sets. Most of my clients, and there's nothing wrong with my clients, most of my clients make millions of dollars. Most of my clients have amazing families and have amazing lives, but that doesn't necessarily reflect your mental health. And your brain is going to do whatever you teach it. If you don't teach it, your mind is going to use you. And so that's the biggest thing that I've learned of like, if you don't use your mind, if you don't learn how to use your mind, eventually, no matter how successful, pretty popular you are, your mind will use you unless you learn, unless you learn the mental health skills needed to cope with that in your life. It's going to be very difficult. Get help. <laughs> get help. And that's the main reason that I wanted to bring Mark onto this episode. Mark has literally seen it all from being poor to now making six figures to graduating college to working with millionaires to dealing with social anxiety. If Mark can do it, so can you. But the first step to achieving any of this is to get help. And for all of you still listening all the way to the end, I've got a secret surprise just for you. Declassified just opened up a job board and you can see all the jobs and internships that we've got listed in the show notes below. Right now, we're just focused on the product, computer science, and business world of internships and jobs. But if you've got another subject or industry that you want us to hit, shoot us an email at justin at getyourgrindup.com. We've got over 60 positions listed on there right now. And the craziest part about it is that there are some jobs and positions on there that aren't even featured on places like LinkedIn, Indeed, and Monster. And... Well, that's about it. I'm out.